his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Travel question for you, Mike. Do you enjoy being on planes with animals? I think that depends on the animal. Although, interesting story about that. Coming back from covering the Republican convention in Tampa in 2012, I wound up sitting next to a Navy explosives expert. He had his bomb-sniffing dog with him. This was a very large German shepherd. And that was kind of cool. But if we're talking about like a little yappy chihuahua, no, I'm out. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I imagine the German Shepherd, though, was probably pretty well trained if he was a bomb-sniffing dog. Very well trained. And I, you, you wouldn't imagine that a dog that big could fit underneath the seat in front of you. <laughs> but he did, and he was just perfectly behaved for three hours. This may be a little off the rails as far as my thought process goes, but when you see people travel with dogs or cats... Sometimes I wonder how larger animals get moved from place to place. Now, that's not something that I've spent a particularly long time thinking about, but I suppose you're right. Well, you know, if a dog or a cat got out of its carrier on a passenger flight, I don't think there would be a major problem. Wouldn't be the end of the world. But if a larger animal got loose... Yeah, you got problems. I mean, I read an a article probably last year, and it could have been that I just came across it by chance where this brown bear had escaped its crate, and this egg, this animal was actually in the lower hold of a passenger aircraft. So it was small enough to transport at the bottom there, and how someone figured it out, I'm not sure, but how then they need to get it darted, get it back into its cage, make sure that it's okay. That bear escape. It happened back in August on an Iraqi Airways jet set to depart from Dubai. It's according to an NBC News article. The flight was delayed while specialists came in and worked to remove the bear from the plane. Well, what about an animal so ferocious that it sent its handlers running for cover? And at that moment, this lion roared that I could feel it going through my body. Right, so we've got lions and bears continuing on the Wizard of Oz theme. Do we have any tigers involved? Unfortunately, no. The best I can offer you is a horse. A horse? Well, I guess they have to get around, too. Exactly. And last fall, a horse broke free from its enclosure on a flight from New York to Belgium. I don't think the horse should be able to get out of that storm. I'm not saying it's impossible. That plane had to return to JFK, but not before circling while dumping 20 tons of fuel we should be clear, most of these animals, the bear aside, were not transported on commercial flights. That's good to know. 
I'm Mike Rogers. That's Chris Blake. And this week on Something Off Beats, we spoke to a transportation expert Lindy Dutoy about the logistics of transporting horses and other large animals. Air Charter Service is a global company. We're a multinational. Dutoy runs the ACS office in Johannesburg. We've got offices all over, and I look after the South African office for the company, and we specifically mainly sell private aircraft charters. So we have divisions, some of them are passenger, we have small groups, larger groups, and then cargo, and I work in the cargo realm. The cargo is is where this gets interesting, and I imagine you have flown just about everything in the cargo hold of a plane, haven't you? Yeah, I think I think I've had a colorful career. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> what was your reaction to, to first of all to the story that this horse had gotten loose? In my experience and in all the years I've been moving horses, I've never had an incident like that where people have um or where horses escaped in the plane. There has been in build up and and things like that when they outside of the plane, getting them into the stalls that I know of, but not actual in flight. So this one was a first for me. I'm quite sure it's not the first, but it's it's usually quite a safe environment. It's so well governed, so many rules in place, so so much good equipment in place that I was quite surprised, to be honest. How could this have happened? Was this just a really smart horse or an inattentive human? To be honest, I don't know how it's happened. And obviously none of the articles say too much about how it happened, except that it did happen. It's quite difficult, depending on the horse stall. There are some older ones that I think have got more capability of of horses getting out. And in fact, when you on one of the articles I read, there was pictures of horses outside the plane and it just looked like they've got like a little strap over their back so it's a the container just with like a, a leather strap now those are typically used on smaller aircraft like the 737 you said you've you've done this before you've you've transported horses what is involved in that the logistics for an animal that large must be something else um, it, it is. And to be honest, I mean, so I'm not a horse specialist, although I've moved a lot of horses on, on planes, but you deal with companies that are. So my main customer would arrive with their horses in the back of a horse trailer. So you might have multiple horses in uh, in various trailers. And we would then take them onto the ramp where we build up. And uh, they get loaded in a quite a secure, well, the way my customer does it, there's um, like sides that come up, almost like a baby's crib. They come up between the the truck and the, or the trailer and the jet stall, the horse stall. And the horses are then taken in one at a time. And generally a jet stall will hold three horses. So you'll take one in and then there's a, uh, there's maneuverable sides. So you close it in to that third and then you'll load a second one and you'll close that in and then you'll load the third one so the horses they don't get on the plane with their own container then the the containers are kind of built into the belly of the plane no it's not built into the belly and horses generally don't go belly they go in so it would be a freighter because it's a you need more your belly space on a sort of narrow on a wide body would be about pull it 150 centimeters where your freighter you need you obviously got a lot more weight so or space height volume is the right word so you you get what are called what are specific horse stalls or jet stalls that are 
made specifically for certain aircraft. So they've got the right contour for the plane. You can load them side by side on a 747, for example. There would be two PMC positions that would actually have the horses loaded onto them. So it's all set up outside. So you load them onto the onto the jet stalls, which is already on the PMC pallet, the metal pallet that I'm sure you've seen at, at airports. And that is then from there taken onto a high loader and raised and taken into the plane from there. So it's not a bolt install. It's a maneuverable crate that is erected and placed into the position that is required. So is this plane then, this 747 in this case, converted for cargo use only? It would have been a freighter, yes. You know, Chris, stories like this, they kind of make you realize there's a whole world out there that we don't see, specifically how animals get from zoo to zoo, or even how a horse is transported across the world for a race. It does, and it also has me wondering how one gets into animal transport in the first place, because it's a very specific niche. It is. I don't think there's any college that offers that as a major. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. <laughs> And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Is there an animal that is too big to transport on a plane? Technically, yes. So, I mean, if you're moving something like a, a giraffe, for example, you would generally take adolescent sort of teenage giraffes because the big males and females are say six meters and you can't load that into a plane so there are some animals that do have restrictions as to if they can actually load or not load but i mean i've done elephants i've done rhino i've done a whole bunch of different animals but yes there are a few that you would battle to fit you've done a rhino Uh, tell me about that that must have been memorable We've moved quite a few rhinos, um, and those crates are so reinforced with bars and metal and whatever, because these things, if they get annoyed in flight and they are kicking backwards, you need to make sure that they 
cannot escape or get out of this crate in any way, which is, to be honest, the the plan with all animal transport. They're not supposed to be able to escape. It's not something that should happen. So not to say, as I say, it's not that it doesn't happen. I would think that some of these animals are strong enough that they could knock a hole in the side of the plane. In, in theory, but you don't allow them near, I mean, their crate is reinforced. So, you know, it's, they should not be able to get out of the cage that they're in. And to be honest, IATA, which is a governing body, they have regulations in place on how crates should be built, how they should be maintained, how many animals you can load, for example. So it's a very governed commodity because it is, you don't want something escaping. You know, you can't just knock up a, a wooden crate and pop a horse in it and say, right, off we go. No, that's not going to work. That's going to be dangerous. It can kick its way out. Is there a maximum duration of a flight when it comes to transporting animals? I've always wondered this because I thought, you know, if you take a dog on a really long flight across the Pacific, let's say, dog's going to have to go to the bathroom. And then, you know, that's compounded when the animal's even bigger. Is, is there a maximum length of the flight? To be honest, I don't know if there actually is a maximum length. I mean, we have flown animals all the way to the U.S. from South Africa to the Far East. A lot of the horse transport we do is in two sections just because of quarantine and whatever. But, I mean, so we're the second sector, which is longer, would be from Mauritius, which is an island off of South Africa, Mozambique, that side, all the way up into Europe. When I did uh, rhinos and elephants, there were vets and handlers that went on board that are trained and capable of resolving a situation so that something happens. So if you did need to tranquilize an animal or something, they are in that position. That's why they're there, to make sure that nothing bad happens and that the animal actually travels safely and makes it from A to B because it would be devastating to get off somewhere and your the horses are dead or uh, you've lost the rhino or whatever you're you're you know nobody wants any loss of life what's the most interesting experience you've had in transporting an animal you know it's not i mean for me it was more I mean, it was quite a funny moment we were loading up some lions who were in in a crate and they were lifting this cage of a very grumpy male lion and they picked it up and it, it was a whole bunch of handlers, probably like 10 or 12 people around this crate that we're going to lift it to put it up onto the pallet. And at that moment, this lion roared that I could feel it going through my body. I mean, it just, it just, you, you just know if that moment, if he was out, you're dead, you've got no hope. But it was watching and scatter as that roar happened, that every, nobody, luckily they hadn't actually picked it up yet. So it wasn't like it was in the air, but people just let go and ran. And it's, it's that's your instinct to run away, even though the thing's in a cage. So that was, that was quite a funny moment for me. Are a lot of these animals going to zoos around the world? Is that the bulk of your business? No, not necessarily. I mean, obviously horses are get relocated for races, for normal bloodstock, for just breeding purposes. People move countries and they want to take their horse with them. It's quite a complicated process. It can take, it can take six months for you from start to end to get your horse from point A to point B. You know, it, it, it is a very long, onerous process. Lots of blood tests and vaccines and quarantines and things that have to take place. And I would imagine it's an expensive process, too. It's a very expensive process, yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm Mike Rogers. Thanks for listening to Something Offbeat. This episode written and produced by Lauren Barry and Chris Blake. Audio editing by Chris Blake. Original music by Myron Kaplan. And editorial support from Cooper Mall. Now to keep listening, please subscribe to us in the Odyssey app, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have your own offbeat story you think we should cover, let us know about it. Send it to us at somethingoffbeat at odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.